law and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and Ravenwing champions to that six plus 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 show. I am your host, Tom. It is extremely hot. It is oh so <laughs> extremely hot, and we are all going to die. Uh, joining me in the heat, we have Lee. Say hello, Lee. Hello, Tom. Ah, nice. Very good. How are you, Lee? What's up? Yeah, I mean, it is the hottest day ever in the history of the United Kingdom. Um, it's a struggle for all of us. So, yeah, we're yeah. just we're just plowing on through. Yeah, we're trucking. We're doing what we can. Doing, doing what we can. And we're, I'm also joined um, by our dear leader, Chris. Say hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. There we go. He stays, stays true to form. Don't Chris, what's new with Don't you? Worry. How are you doing? Future of habit. Yeah. I am well. I am... I have not enjoyed the benefits of aircon, unlike Lee. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah, You'll notice I'm in a different room. Um, that's because I recently went mad and decided to install air conditioning at my house. Yeah. Uh, big up um, East Air Conditioning, uh, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, little, little plug yeah, for no. you there. I want a discount next time for that. Hmm. Uh, but no, so I mean, it's still, I've only just turned it on, so it's still 27 in here. So it's still pretty oh, First world problems. It's, co- it's coming down quickly. I thought you wanted twin Volcon Contemptor, what you really wanted. <laughs> I've got plenty of those as well. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, we don't really have any hobby progress to talk about, do we? Because we were all away this weekend um, doing doing gaming. So we will be chatting about what we've been doing. We went to the Northern Warlords team tournament, which was extremely exciting. And we had a very good time. Um, if other of you have snuck out some hobbying in the interim, do let me know. But I certainly haven't. I've, I've, no. I have down, I down tools. I haven't done any Warhammer. We haven't for done two a podcast days. for ages. But we haven't done a podcast for ages. Really the only anything. thing I've done is I've um, occasionally been doing some painting on some Chaos Space Marines. I bought the um, Kill Team Sprue. Oh, nice. Uh, so I built those, and I don't remember if I'd mentioned that. So what, like the one with the Bellfire Tome. Yeah, and that's the cool. Demonic Sword and the Heavy Chain Axe. So I've, I've probably painted six of those. Um, for reasons that we'll come on to later, probably. Yeah, very nice. Excellent. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess the best thing to do is recap what our team was, um, what the sort of environment was, and then get into the games and how we found it. I mean, Chris, mm-hmm. do you have a sort of a, want to give an overview of the team and what where we were at? Um, yeah, sure. So this event was supposed to happen like a year ago, pre-COVID. Um, and it's obviously got cancelled, so it got pushed back. So um, Jamie Clifford couldn't make it anymore. So dear old Tom stepped in to replace. So Yay! that meant our team was um, Lee with his Thousand Sons, Paul with his Dark Angels, um, myself, who's obviously running Harleys at the moment, so Harlequins, and then Tom with his Drukari. So we didn't have yeah. Tyranids. No. Um, who obviously won the big bads, but other than that, oh, oh and we didn't have knights who, um, you no. know, were in. They were really present, weren't they? Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's fair to say we learned a lot about the meta probably at the event, didn't we? Really, from yeah. from watching what other teams were doing and how they were, how yeah. they were organised. But we we certainly didn't go into it thinking, oh, let's get four meta armies. Partly because Nephilim's only just out, and we don't know what is exactly the best thing to do and partly because we were keen to take stuff we were experienced with and keen to play and i think i think that paid off for us in a number of rounds didn't it having the experience and the the know-how so um very nice cool so do you want to give a very brief outline of lists first and then we can start thinking about the event itself 
Yeah, sure. So um, I took light harlequins, just a nice. battalion. Yeah. Pretty traditional list currently. Um, Shadow Seer, Troopmaster, um, and then six five-man units with the pistols, just so you can go around shooting things mm-hmm. in five Star Weavers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I took two individual Void Weavers, and a death jester just for some mortal wounds and then finally that's the rift school death jester right yeah and then finally three units of three bikes um and the list is designed to play the same three secondaries basically um r&d behind enemy lines and deadly performance i took those in every single game yeah It's not um, mentally taxing, is it, when you know what you're going to do, which is great. Walk yeah. up to the table. I've done my secondaries. Hurry up, mate. <laughs> and in, t- in terms, in terms you're on of the clock. In terms of Harlequins, obviously you've you've evolved from a dark into a light player in recent times, which makes lots of sense because dark got nerfed in various different ways and light are very good at the missions. But with your bikes, you've also moved towards bolus rather than glaives. Is that right? Yeah, so um, when I was dark, you know, the bikes could do work, especially at AP3. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, the bikes just don't really do anything in combat. You know, when you take no. a bike with three, that's 12 attacks, eight hits, strength five. So even if you're wounding on threes, like let's say five or six wounds, yeah, yeah. minus two AP in light, you know, five up saves, two damage, killing that front out of three, four Marines, if that. Like, yeah. It's just... It doesn't do anything, right? Whereas the shooting, you know, those three bikes, that's um, anywhere between three and nine blast shots, um, which is strength seven, minus three, one damage, and that's actually really useful into armies like Sisters. Yeah, exactly. Um, Really, really nice. I think it makes makes a lot of sense. And the bikes as melee pieces, they're always a bit variable outside of dark, as you say. So I think it's a sensible sensible piece of tech for your list. And you've converted them so they have glaves and bolus. It's a bit sacrilegious, but it does look all right. It does actually look all right. Yeah, you just stick the bolus bit on the end and they've got like dual wielding um, things, which only occasionally fall off. Yeah. So that was that was a very sort of flying, attacky, shooty, stabby list. Um, and to complement that, we had another another fly, shooty, stabby list, which was my Jakari. Um, and this was sort of Raider in Venom Rush with Incubi. I had some Blood Brides. I was trying Blood Brides out again because the witches went down a point. So I was curious to see how they were where they were placed now. Um, I had some Mandrakes and some Scourge for doing actions. I too like R and D, um, but we also had some Grotesques, a couple of Ravages. Uh, for the backfield to give me a bunch of dark lances. Um, so it was a, quite a typical Jakari. This had Drazar and Succubus and Archon as well. Um, and it was sort of trying to play to the new mission secondaries, so it needed to be quick for engaged, needs to go and do take them alive as a Drakari secondary is typically the one you have to pick because Drakari don't really have good faction-specific secondaries. Um, and it's also good at R&D and banners, depending on what's called for. So those are our sort of, I guess, our attacky, offensive type lists. But then we also had two grindy, defendy, indubitable lists. Lee, what did you take? Um, what so was I your defensive my, offering? I took my thousand times, and trust me, I played them defensively. We'll get into that. Yes. A bit later. <laughs> um, so I took a very classic um, Cult of Duplicity, double Terminator brick mm-hmm. list. So um, Araman and Infernal Master, some Rude Bricks, some Cultists, two lots of 10, Scarab Occult, um, five... Uh, spawn MVPs probably of the entire event and the extra source was Magnus so I took Magnus I never take Magnus at anything um, but I figured for a team event actually he does have a little bit of a niche 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was the sort of added spice that I brought. I mean, secondary wise, it, it's always planning on taking as many as it can from the from um, the Thousand Sons book. So in, in my head, I was always thinking of taking either mutate or interrogate, um, depending on on which mission it was. Um, it's generally quite good at scoring grind or um, no prisoners because sort of it just stands there and lets you invites onto it and um you just massacre anything when it gets within 18 inches which is a lot of fun um doesn't really expand like all the secondaries you guys just mentioned i would never ever think to take like r&d no engage no binary lines absolutely not (laughs) just because despite all the teleporting um that you can you could absolutely do those things um but when you're coming into players that are actually you know so if they're, they're, they're there to win, they're there to do well, they're, they're not going to give you the opportunity to do that. No. Um, so it's for, for me, duplicity is more about sort of finding an angle that it is trying to get in behind somebody because realistically... Yeah, it it has a very that. distorting effect on how the opponent plays as well. Yeah. yeah. Without even it's, doing anything. Magnus, like vouch, having played into it many yeah. times, you play like a weirdo. You play with your pants down because you're, yeah. you're worried. Yeah. You're worried about what might happen. So you yeah. play strangely. So yeah. that's a nice effect to have without having to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, much more defensive than you guys. Yeah, very nice. And speaking of defensive, we also had Paul along for the ride. Now, Paul is very famous in our circles for running literally just Deathwing Terminators for the best part of, as far as I've known him, really. Yeah, I don't think I've two Paul. years. I haven't really known Paul to run anything else. Um, he was writing a Dark Harlequins list, but sadly they ceased to exist before hmm. he actually got that to table. But Paul is a very very good pilot of dark angels and gets an excellent song out of them but he's had to adapt his list for nephilim and the adaption has involved bringing ravenwing back into the fold to complement there's still a lot of deathwing knights involved it's still terminators yeah, don't get us wrong it's still terminators, almost entirely deathwing knights other terminators there's guys with lightning claws chain fists all sorts of stuff going on but then to complement that he's got um black knights uh, who got a little points drop recently so these are you know, elite plasma-toting bikers. Really good battlefield objective holders. Apparently good battlefield objective holders, yeah, Yeah. which isn't what I would have thought they'd be, but it is is a a function they can serve. And he had the Ravenwing champion on a bike. He has a really little techie assassin champion that he likes to use. Um, And he also had an apothecary on a bike as well for healing, daisy-chaining nightmares. Um, So that was the team. It was a four-player team event, um, which isn't that usual, I don't think. I think teams are often... Team five, events aren't five. that usual. So, no, um, team events aren't that usual either. No. Like five, fives and eights are quite common. Um, and we definitely felt like we had a couple of quite defensive options. We had a couple of quite aggressive options. We had lists, um, or we certainly had several lists that can score well, no matter how the game goes. Mine's not one of those, sadly. I don't, I don't. The Drakari simply aren't like that. So they go I big. Think or they the go other home. three lists were all good for that, weren't they? So yeah, the, the other three lists were all. Card. The Drakari are very much either they put you away or you put them away. That tends to be how they yeah. do. Um, especially like the rest now. of us all felt. I think that in almost any game we were going to score seventy plus. Yeah, so absolutely. our chance of getting at least a draw in the team format was always quite good. Yeah, as, as we'll see, there was there were certainly some draws. Um, so Northern Warlords, this is up in Manchester. It was quite a quite a Shark Tank of an event, wasn't it? She's quite scary yeah, people. It was, yeah. <laughs> As we'll come on to, yeah. Um, there's some a lot of a lot of the national teams um, or UK national teams were using it as an opportunity to test things out. You had Welsh national players, Scottish national players, lots of English national players there. 
Um, and then lots of lots of regular tournament goers as well. Lots of people I knew from from various events were there as well. So it was a strong crowd. Um, and it was at Element Games, which I don't think any of us had ever been to before. Paul had. I had. Paul, yeah, had. Paul had been. Paul's not here. Doesn't count. Um, <laughs> so what would we? How would we review that? Having been. Well, Element Games. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I mean, liked it as well. It, it was. They were harshly done by based on the fact that it was four hundred million degrees. <laughs> yes. Um, but what it what like I had now. was um, I don't know if there was parking actually because we had a hotel nearby. So that's yeah. normally the first thing I complain about if there's bad parking. So I didn't notice yeah. that. Um, but what it did have was a nice big gaming store next to it if you want to buy anything. That was cool. Didn't really actually look around it very much. Had nice like displays so you could go and look at models. Um, mm. The actual gaming venue, the hall was quite big. Um, and there was a bar inside, which always gets uh, a big points from me as well. And also it was quite cheap. As far yeah. as sort of bars go, like lunch provided, venue. lunch was provided. That was amazing. We had these like subway platters, didn't we? Um, mm, yeah. of sandwiches and crisps and stuff. Toilets were fine. Not it's one, I would say it's one of the best, if not the best, venue I've been to. <sighs> nice. I, I mean, I can't think of a better one. So right now, Element Games, I think that's getting my my first place. Yeah, I think it was really cool. I liked it a lot, and I'd like to go back, as you say, when it's not nuclear heat outside. I was very sweaty and uncomfortable. It was hot and sweaty. That wasn't was their tough. fault. That wasn't their fault. That was, well... That was the sun's I fault. I guess they're as complicit in global warming as we all are, but they're, they're none, <laughs> none, nonetheless, uh, yeah, it wasn't... That's a rabbit hole we should avoid. Wasn't their immediate, <laughs> wasn't their immediate fault. Um, yeah, so it was an awesome menu. And um, and we had we had five really interesting and demanding sets of games um but we got off to a nice easy start didn't we we got some yeah. some pleb some plebs some to begin with some chumps some lemons some lemons uh, we would we got the pairings for round one the night before and we were matched uh before even setting off on our three-hour quest to get to manchester we knew we'd been matched into essentially a good chunk of the england team um I think captain by Josh Roberts, who is also England captain, I'm informed. And this was a team that had Josh Roberts. It had Alex Harrison. Um, Nathan Roberts and Courtney. Nathan Ray. Roberts, so, yeah, and Courtney. And so these were these were some good players. These were people who'd all been in and around the England team. Some of them were still very much in and around the England team. And we knew this was going to be a tough, tough set of ties. So, Chris, you were obviously on... On pairings duty as our brave leader, how did the, how do you feel these pairings went? What was the sort of what were the ins and outs of the pairings process here? Yeah, so, um, I guess when you know your pairings up ahead, you can kind of run through everything. So we spent quite Paul and I spent quite a long time in the car chatting, and then we rang you, and we put in a lot of thought, and we kind of identified that we thought they would lead with um, with the knights. Mm-hmm. Um, and we identified that we wanted to put Paul as um, Dark Angels into Blood Angels. Yeah. Um, and if we couldn't get that, we would try and get um, Paul into Knights, or and we would get the Harlequins into the um, into the Blood Angels. And then we'd hope that you know we could like maybe Lee could deal with Thousand Sons, Tom could deal with Orcs, or something like that. But we went through all the scenarios. Um, we believed they were going to lead with um, knights, and then they would put um, 
Orcs and Nids into our defender, which would be Dark Angels. That was our prediction. Mm. And they did lead with Knights, but they um, gave Paul the opportunity to go into Blood Angels or Orcs. And we're like, well, we reckon Paul takes Orcs, but the plan was go into the <laughs> Blood Angels. What do we do? And Paul, yeah. Paul was up for the Blood Angels. So he went Blood Angels. He was Angels. very keen for the Blood Angels. He was yeah. keen. Um, Paul's to Paul. He's, he's always game for anything, isn't he? He'll, yeah, he'll he's like, yeah, absolute okay, champion. Yeah, bring on. It, it transpired afterwards that Josh Roberts was keen for Paul as well because he wanted to practice playing into Dark Angels because he knows he's going to be made to play into Dark Angels a lot because it's a good counter to Blood Angels. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was also well up for it. Okay, and that's <laughs> it because um, I, I so Knights played into Harlequins, Alex Harrison, because he wanted to play into Harlequins. Yeah, he, yeah. Harlequins were a bad matchup and he just wanted to play into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then so that was kind of how it worked. So Harlequins went into... Um, Knights, Blood Angels, Dark Angels, Toms, Drakari went into Orcs. Yep, Orcs. And Lee got the joys of Tyranids. Yeah, first round Tyranids. I was very excited about that. What sort of Tyranids was it? Was it like a Leviathan type? Yeah, one, it was full, full Leviathan, Murderous two Hive Harpies. Tyrant, two lots of nine. Um, yeah, Warriors, what was that one? two Harpies. That list? Yeah. That list. I, got, I, got, I got that list later on. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's as good of a Tyranid list as you can make. Pilot is very, slightly, very good. Um, slightly alarming signs for Tyranids, right? I think if the if the if the army starts essentially just circling around spamming warriors, that's not a good sign. Yeah, that's you know true. that once that, you know that once that hits, once that gets hit, it's an interesting to think about where they go. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I always knew going into that that it was going to be tough. Very tough. Doesn't that's that sound really like Tyranids because they outnumber us? And they yeah. are, they sort of can do an equivalent mortal wounds sort of spectrum mm. back to us, which we also really hate. So I think I think with our our sort of summaries of the rounds and the battles, we're going to try and keep it brief, but we're each sort of keeping an eye on one to go into more depth on. I think that's right, Chris. Yeah, sweet. Okay, so we'll we'll just flag up if it's one we're interested in going into depth on. Um, Paul lost narrowly to Josh Roberts's Blood Angels, I think. It wasn't a huge margin, but it was it was a loss, and um, that's a he great said he effort. He could have made it closer. He felt like a four inch charge or something. Yeah, um, which would have made it a lot closer. So I think he felt he'd played the game well. He lost by yeah. like twenty points or something. Yeah, excellent, and that's a you know, which again, you is what a what is, how does that equate? Like a fourteen six or something maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good showing against a very good player. So Paul should be very happy with that. Um, how did you get on, Chris? Um, so I took not deadly performance. I took Brick Bring Down <gasps> oh. because he had two big knights and like four or five little knights. Mm-hmm. And I played into Castle Knights twice um, where I scored Bring It Down well. I played into Imperial Knights once where I scored like an eight on it or something. My concern going into with deadly performance is, yeah, I can put stuff in their deployment zone. I'm pretty much never killing two things. Can I take objectives? It's actually really hard to take objectives off the Helverins because they're five because um, they're five models, so you can't just steal mm. objectives with five troop or whatever. Yeah. Um, very quick, quickly, it just became clear that I couldn't kill him. Um, round one, I killed one Helverin, and that was it. I did not kill another model the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is you can put he's got four up in one minus one damage across the board, um, yeah. and I think I kind of got tabled turn five and I lost by Oof. like 35 points or something nice. like that. it was like 90 but, 55 
again top player top list right so that's no shame in that i think i mean i'm interested because imperial knights were clearly one of the breakout stars of this event mm-hmm. they were very popular and it does look like so well he just chose three secondaries yeah. which i couldn't interact with he they seem to, to be yeah set, set up to score enormously high pretty much just occasionally foraying into the middle but otherwise holding their ground and just yeah. shooting you to shit which is what imperial knights want to do so that's yeah that's a really interesting one and they, they yeah they seem to be very well equipped for nephilim um it's actually it's made them better and, oh, and yeah. they they were sort of in the in the low to mid 50s win, win rate wise at the end of nightmare and it'll be interesting to see where they fall now because they're very saying, they're very good the knights players are very excited about it aren't they yeah well alex was saying um, his list is designed at wtc just to go into everyone really yeah and yeah. um also, you know, he was saying that he went into Harley's, but my list in particular wasn't the one he was really worried about. He's worried about that nine. Oh boat, yes, boats, nine. boats, boats, as it's known. Yep. Yeah, boats, boats, boats. Fusion, fusion, fusion. Um, yep. I just, I just didn't have enough. But yeah, like nights are. Uh, I haven't, I haven't worked out how to beat it with my current iteration yet. But as you say, Alex. No, yeah, I'd be interested to see how I got on. I think after. They're, are they a bit well. easier to kill in combat? But I've got to get there, which isn't an easy thing. Yeah. Um, so no, an interesting one. I, mean, it's, it's, I guess it's worth saying as well at this point. The terrain, the terrain was really good here, right? This oh, was fantastic. W, this was WCT terrain. It was bordering on dense on some of the boards, but but the angles were clever. I thought the setups were really clever. It it made minimizing damage turn one pretty straightforward. Yeah, if you went second, but it didn't make getting to and getting stuck into the enemy straightforward. I felt I felt it, it sort of it, it wasn't like you can literally have your whole army set up ready to jump. No, um, it was a nice balance. You didn't have those sort of. I really liked it. Stepping stones. KTC. No, definitely. I thought it was a yeah, really really cool setup. How did the game against the Leviathan uh, Warrior Bricks go, Lee? Yeah, I mean, again, I I chose secondaries that allowed me to score points. So I I, I foolishly used the laminate card that they give you rather than writing an ITC battle so I can't remember exactly what I took it was definitely interrogate mm-hmm. um, which I was able to score well on a, a couple of others I think I think it was a 17-4 loss in the end so fairly heavy but not quite the full 20 niller mm-hmm. um, ultimately just, that adds up to 21 so. sorry that adds up to 21 17-4 loss but so, in that in that territory, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know exactly how. How was how was the nids list played? Was it a very? Did he push forward very aggressively? With push, it? push to harpies? No, actually, it was quite defensive again. So the only things that sort of came at me um, early on were, um, so I guess I, I went first, which I didn't want. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that that was a, a part of the issue. So then um, he just didn't really have to bring anything forward um, that much. He sort of skirted around the outside of the board with a number of. Um, he had the um, the new character model um, and a load of warriors basically come down one side. And there's just so much the there with the, the parasite. That's right. So I with, like the, that. with yeah. the warriors with their three wounds and their toughness five and their transhuman and their minus one damage and their five up to no pain. It's just like well, I'm not getting through that. And I, just, yeah, <laughs> I just didn't get through it. Um, and eventually, they, um, they just got swarmed by. I, I think I killed the harpies. Yeah. Um, one squad of the warriors, and that was kind of it. Um, I still a decent show. Yeah, definitely a decent show. Yeah, yeah. 
that is that is at least part of the path to victory but it's just that there's still so much more stuff even after you've yeah, done that exactly i think what nice. really surprised me that's the first time sort of playing tyranids in anger in the new edition and i was sort of he had all his you know big characters at the back and then he's like yeah so from here i'm going to smite you even though you're 45 oh, inches yeah, away yeah, yeah and then i'm going to do this this and this i'm like well i've just taken like a load of mortal wounds or, yeah. or whatever a load of like debuffs um and i just to be honest i didn't really know how how it worked in that sense no um, well, this isn't something that you see what i would say is casual nids players do no, you don't no. tend to see it, it the was, chaining it, isn't easy to set up or remember it was funny because he was like i'm really sorry for what i'm about to do because it's really stupid but that's the rules <laughs> that i have to play them and i'm like yeah, yeah. No, you do what you gotta do so no it was yeah. a great game played in good spirits um good. I, so I we did catch up after like a, what you know i because i always like to ask my opponents when they're really good players like uh did you see any sort of glaring mistakes so i can learn from it and he was like no to be honest you just didn't really have a chance. I was like, cool. Yeah. I think that's the way. Yeah. No, that is the way. He was better nice. than me anyway. Let's, let's not get past that. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but it's, it's a very, it's an excellent list. Cool. And I had Courtney in our game. Our game was quite fun because he sort of took, he had Gasgill and wagons and stuff and he took the center very aggressively, but I had the speed to get around and battle for the flanks. And we were, we looked like we were on for a draw for quite a while, and it was actually a very generous, spirited game. Courtney, I don't think, was practicing for WTC or anything like that, so he was quite relaxed. I don't think he's going along. So he was in more jovial mood than some of them, and we were having quite a lot of fun with it. But I had a disaster where, on both the far-flanking objectives, a single orc boy survived from a 10-pack. I was trying to kill him two places, mm. and they both rolled one on their morale. He had no CP for leadership, but they both passed leadership in both quarters. And I was like, that really hurts because primary wise that was a big swing for him and then it completely fucked me for my turn as well because he got he got the 12 swing and then he just got them both out of trouble and held it with the offset on both sides so it was a it was a massive moment in the game i think that was that was the fatal moment i think courtney probably played it better than me and my ravages just didn't want to wound anything um didn't want to hurt these vehicles to get them open in time we were both playing like transport Russian dolls. There was a fun moment where Makari charged into three witches and got killed by them. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it seems about right. He's a grot, um, but he did the shadow field thing and just failed to save. So it was a really lovely game. Really, really good. Really positively spirited. But um, Courtney took. I think it was like eighty-eight, sixty-six. Yeah. And that the sort of the disaster in the two corners was probably the the fatal fatal moment in the game. But actually, orcs also have good secondaries now. They score very nicely on their secondaries. Mm-hmm. I think if you if you run them with Gaskell, they've got a nice a nice set of tools that sort of force you to chase them all around the board, trying to stop them doing it in, in ways that feel kind of counterintuitive when you're playing them. It's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing if people can cook some interesting stuff up with it. Oh, for sure. Awesome. That was our so round lost, one. So we lost round one, basically. We, we did lose round one. How, how heavy? I mean, I don't know how these things work. Is it aggregate? How do they... Yeah, it was an aggregate. So it, in theory, the worst you could have done was um, lose 18-0. Yeah. Um, so obviously it has to add up to eighty. So I'm not sure why it ended up as maybe like a seventy ten or a six, you know, sixty five fifteen or something. Maybe. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. And so that took us on to round two. Round two. What was the team that we were up against? I can't remember their name now. They were. They were like. They were Northern Warlords. Team. They were yeah, Northern they, Warlords yeah. guys, weren't they? 
They were lovely yeah. guys, or at least my opinion. They were. Was. Yeah, no, they were really, really, really nice guys. Really, really nice guys. So, how did pairings play out for this one, Capitan? Um, I think this one actually went really well. Um, it felt like we kind of got it right, and every single one of us were happy. Um, they had Chaos Knights, they had Tyranids, they yep. had Sisters, and they had World Eaters. Yeah. So, obviously, we, we, the idea is we kind of identify potentially who in our list wants to um, avoid people or that sort of thing, and we can lead with them. So I think we led with Lee. Yeah, we did this time. In that game. And he had the choice of Tyranids or World Eaters. Yes, he did. And we said Lee will be nice and you can have the World Eaters. Lee having just had the Tyranids. Because actually there is, yeah, there's that layer to it in teams, isn't there, where it's like, well, I got got shafted last time. It's it's someone else's turn. Um, Although this Tyranids list wasn't quite as horrifying as the um, the Leviathan Brick. No, 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 it was one of those games that I think with the world it is it was that any of us could could have played that game. It's just that I think my other matchups into the others were worse than yours. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, which is kind of what yeah. you have to do. And you were kind of interested, weren't you, to see new world eaters next? Well yeah, I'm a big chaos player. Um so I, it's the first time I've been sort of I haven't used a new book, so I was thought oh, someone else can use it into me, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so there was that. I can't remember I think did they leave with Chaos Knights and we gave them Paul we gave them Paul, didn't we? Yeah, Paul yeah it was, it was you, or, you or Paul, I think. Oh, no, yeah, Paul or me, and they went yeah. with Paul. Um, they chose Paul, so Chaos Knights into Dark Angels, Tom's Drakari into Nids, and then I had the Sisters, which I'm fine with because i played Sisters yeah. so many times now. Yeah. I don't know how they function. He had the standard list, so I was kind of like, yeah, this uh, is fine. That was, pro- that was probably the harder one, probably the harder one of the four. Yeah. yeah. In terms of it's it's new and it's exciting and it's got good secondaries right now. So that was the captain mm-hmm. taking taking on the big fish. I'll take nice. it for the team. Yeah, yeah. So should we start with that? How did that game go? Yeah, so I played against Simon. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's like <laughs> an older guy. He was lovely, like just such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was quite slow. Um, <laughs> like deployment took quite a while. Um, he's quite forgetful. He said he had long COVID, so I think that was maybe a bit of an effect. Oh, okay, we'll, get, we'll let him off then. Yeah, yeah we exactly. absolutely will. Um, absolutely but he will. was genuinely just so so lovely. He made a great game. It was Data Sky Salvage, so diagonal. So that's always an interesting one, isn't it? Because you kind of don't want to try and play across all the objectives. Yeah, it's, um, I, I mean, I love I like it as a mission. mission. It's so yeah. brutal. But it's and horrible. And it's two, hold three. Yeah. And, and the thing with the sisters is they have lots of good trading pieces. And they um, they score their secondaries really well. So he's got leap mm. of faith, which means he can just choose, just basically gets points for um, using miracle dice. So he's always mm. going to max that at twelve. Defend the shrine, basically pick an objective in no man's land, hold it at the end of the turn, you score it. That's the yeah. easiest strangle ever, isn't it? If you don't yeah. hold it at the end of the game, minus three points. But yeah, very easy. And I can't remember what the other one was, but it was like quite an easy one to score. Um, so yeah, I kind of went first, pushed down the flank. I was able, over the course of the game, was able to bait him out um, and therefore not allow his repenture to trade, which was really the big thing because he had yeah. three repenture missiles, two Zephyrim squads. Um, and about turn three, I was 50-30 up, feeling pretty confident. My game had gone on... Longer than everyone else's. We'd all finished, hadn't we? Yeah. We'd yeah, all yeah. finished. We knew we'd won. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, and 
I was like, well, we could try and talk it out. The problem was we probably had slightly different opinions on how the game would go. Yeah. He was doing that classic, well, I'm going to kill this unit here. And I'm like, yeah, but obviously, I'm, obviously I'm going to kill that. You can't say that about Harlequin units, no, though, can you? No, you can't. Sadly, we, you, you really have to roll them out. <laughs> if we go back through the last three turns, Simon, those things haven't really happened. Um, <laughs> So uh, I was kind of like, eh, it's fine. Uh, he totaled it up as like an 82, 84, 80 win to me, which counts as a draw, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you knew it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah, I knew it didn't matter, so I wasn't that fast. Um, yeah. Probably in hindsight, we should have just said there's too much stuff left on the board. Still two turns to go. We're just going to have to call it there and say it's 50-30. Yeah, 50 I agree. That's yeah. what you should have done. Um, but, you know, well, it didn't matter. And he'd been really nice, and we'd had a nice yeah, time. Yeah. But um, no, I was... I was happy with how I played the game. Great. Um, I certainly, the first two turns, I had to think about like what to trade and that sort of thing. Um, but I was able to bait out the repenture and I thought well, I made some good moves and stuff. So I was satisfied with how I played. But it was a shame it was a draw and not a win for me. But they score so well. It's just always yeah. going to be hard, I think. Yeah, I think they're very hard to put away now. So that was me. Wonderful. Lee, do you want to get it? Yeah, so I had the World Eaters. Um, I have... Um, I remember taking uh, Psych Interrogation again. I think it was, again, no prisoners because he had lots of berserkers. He had lots of cultists. Mm. Um, I think it, I think I got 13 on that, so I, I managed to effectively wipe everything. Um, and what happened in that game really was um, I went first. Um, I had forward deployed some rubrics, so I was in a good place for hold two, hold three, and I just hid them behind a wall. Mm. Um, and then I, I, apart from that... I did the thing that I did for most of my games. I didn't do anything. I just yeah. stood still and said, I can score points quite accurately just from standing here. And you can come to me, which I know you want to do. Um, so what I did do was I basically stood still and I popped one Rhino with Terminators. Um, and then uh, loads of Berserkers fell out. Um, two died on the on the disembark, which was really unfortunate. Classic. Um, and then he, he then in his turn, he, he sort of staged himself, moved up. And in my turn, I just obliterated everything else. Um, it was quite a short game. He was a lovely guy. We had a couple of beers as well, which was nice after that that pounding I got in, in the first game. Um, there wasn't really too much to say about it. I felt I was relatively in control most of the game. Wasn't super impressed by the World Eaters, unfortunately, which is a shame because they're very, very cool. Um, definitely mm. had some real tricks in the list. So the demon prince he had was absolutely ferocious. Mm. Um, he got very, very unlucky um, sending it into Magnus, actually. Um, who um, miraculously survived like seven out of eight four ups on D3 yeah. plus three damage. It was unbelievable. Well, um, and then immediately splatted the Demon Prince in return, which actually was a shame because that stopped me from getting the 20 nil because then I couldn't <laughs> interrogate his characters anymore because there was nothing left. Oh, wow. So oh, I was just, just going to run problem. like dancing around for the, like, because I moved 16, I was just going to move and advance away every single time, but could, couldn't quite do it. Um, but yeah good game lovely guy um, I think it's just a case that he I know that he didn't want to play into the Thousand Suns and I can see yeah. why he's got no psychic defence yeah. um, so as soon as anything comes down and they're still quite expensive models um, points wise and you, you drop a doom bolt down and then you do an extra D3 more wounds and then you do a super smite and then you you know all this stuff and it's just like well I've just killed an entire 200 point squad with almost no effort he never had a, a real chance against that unfortunately um, he did say that they had accidentally made it so that he played me and that wasn't the intent um, and I think into into one of the other lists like he, he actually quite fancied himself into um well, any of the other lists actually, because he's like they—they they also want to get stuck in. Whereas he knew that I could just sit back and 
They do. I it don't had to come to me eventually. I just kept moving back until I couldn't go any further. And by that point, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a tough one for him because he's he's doomed into the headlong charge, isn't he? Just yeah. hoping yeah. hoping he gets there to find out all his weapons are minus two AP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, armor content really hurt him in that game. Yeah. And um, now, Paul, Chaos Knights, how did he get on with the Chaos Knights in this game? Um, so, yeah, whenever I was looking over, um, it was always super tight. Paul mm. fancied himself into um, the Chaos Knights. But I mean, Paul fancied himself into everything. Paul fancied himself into anything you put in front of him. Yeah, but he just wants to punch up, doesn't he? He just wants to punch up. Yeah. And so he managed to get the draw. He got a draw. It was really Sweet. close the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And um, he drew into them. So that's a good defender's task, isn't it? If you're taking something aggressive like Chaos Knights and blunting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. And then I had Barry. Barry was the Tyranids player and he was running Kraken. And he had lots of Gene Seeders and a Broodlord up front. The Hive Tyrant, you know, the one, the Reaper of Obliterax yeah. and the Wings, that guy. And then big monsters, some of the big monsters, Exocrines, uh, Trigons, a Trigon Prime. And a Tyrant Tyran effects. Now, I I was up for this list because it's lots of big monsters, which means I can take bring it down, which means I can focus on killing stuff without worrying about my secondary score. But they are they take a lot of killing these big nid monsters. They are absolute bastards. They are huge. Oh, they are now. Yeah, they are tough to get through. Um, I mean, generally in this game, it was obviously it's data scry as we said. It's got the the really brutal primary where you're sort of trying to fight over the middle and hold the middle and. It's really easy to get pushed off. Really, really easy to get pushed off. Um, and I think with Barry and I, first turn was always going to be big. And I had first turn and just basically put put Barry's nids in a headlock all game whilst killing the monsters one at a time. And and that was about it. Really, the hive tyrant got isolated. I, I don't know whether that was whether Barry misplayed him or whether I think with overrun you have to kill the thing that you've attacked. Yeah, you do. Yeah, he left one blood bride alive on a, on one one sort of the secretary is just the only one left in contact with the tyrant. So the tyrant had come over to kill them because I'd, I'd used them quite aggressively to kind of draw his stuff out. And so the tyrant was then stuck out in front with Drazar not very far away. So Drazar just punched the tyrant's head off yeah. um, in, my, in my turn, which is very enjoyable. Um, and then Drazar did later get... Drazar, so Drazar killed a hive tyrant, an exocrine, and then finally took a trigon down to one wound and then didn't make it, and then the trigon killed him. So yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah. good. He, was, he almost went for three bucks. He was really up for it, and then he didn't. He didn't quite make it. Love uh, but Barry was an absolute gent. This was a, this was a massacre in, ter- in terms of the score, just because he never really got out once. Once I'd pushed him off the middle, I had the middle all game, and he didn't. So it was it was a twenty nil, but a really good, enjoyable match and very funny and lots of silly moments as the various stabby elves chased down these monsters. So thanks, Barry. Excellent, right. Round three. What do we hit round three? So, we're sitting there one and one. It's so often the case we're hunting that two and one on day one dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we come into carrying capacity exceeded or something. Uh, like that. Yeah, that was their name, yeah. Um, they were this, good. As much as we got the pairing process right in the last game, we got it wrong in this one. Yeah, this was, um, this was a learning curve for us, wasn't it? So they had Harlequins, which was eight boats, it's nine the boats. troops. It yeah. is the boats, boats, boats. They had possibly the least interesting, least interesting list in 40k, I reckon. It's well yeah. up there. It's well up there. It's yeah. horrific. It's so yeah. scary. <laughs> um, they had Deathwing Terminators, 40 of them. 
Yeah. They had Sinesh Demon, or just Demons, yeah. with a tasty supply, surprise. Yeah, there's a surprise, guys. Hold on. It, it looks and, like Keeper of Secrets Rush with Bellicor, but there's more to it. Yeah. And then there was... Admech. Admech, yes. Admech, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, featuring a guy who hadn't played much recently. And yes, which I think is where their carrying capacity name came from. Yeah. I, think were, <laughs> yeah. I, think were, I think they were being yeah. a bit mean to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of... If we look at this objectively, what we want is Lee to play into the Deathwing Terminators because yeah. he's got the best chance of killing them before they can score too highly. Yeah. We don't want Drakari or Harlequins into their Harlequins. Nope. We don't know what plays into Suneshi Demons, really. Um, and no, within... I'd, I'd give it a go. I think I'd give it a go. And you yeah. and you also could give it a go because you yeah. can stand off it for long enough. And um, we don't really care what goes into Admech Woes. Um, as it is, we got it wrong. Um, I can't remember how. We, we left with... We did with me, didn't we? We either led with... Yeah, I think we led with you. I think we yeah, led we with led you. with me and... Um, I ended up going into the Dark Angels, which wasn't ideal. Um, the worst thing was that Tom went in. We, well, we basically, the way we paired it was that Tom took out the Harlequin so that three of us would win. Paul was yeah. confident into demons. He played lots of yeah. demons before and always won. I was like, well, I'm going to be able to give the Deathwing a runaround. Lee can beat the Admech, and yeah. that will kind of be fine. Yeah. Um, we'll get three wins, one loss, and that'll be us done in the round. Yeah, um, that was that was the hope, right? That was that was that was the that with, was with the, the way plan. the pair was playing out. That was that was the plan. Yeah, um, it just didn't quite work that, <laughs> that way. Yeah, so oh, we'll do the Harlequins one first because this is a nice quick one. Drakari Harlequins is not a good matchup for Drakari at all. It is the reason you don't see many top guys on Drakari right now because they're all playing Harlequins because they know what happens when Drakari hit Harlequins. And what happens is you chase them around trying to hit them with all your lovely AP that you've invested heavily in doing literally nothing for the entire game because it serves no purpose and you can't hit him and you can't catch him. Um, Dylan knew this because Dylan had played Drakari for most of the season before switching to Harlequin. So Dylan was very much a man after my own heart. I've been been on the same journey as Dylan. We had a very fun, enjoyable game. I did make tons of six-up saves early on, which was very funny and was really winding him up, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was like, come on, buddy. Come on. I'm allowed a few six-up in runs. You've got a lot of very nice defences. Let, let me have my six-up in run every now and again. Um, there were a few really funny bits of luck. I left the succubus died getting out of the transport, which was great because she <laughs> stayed stayed there a turn and then the boat died and then she died. Um, there were a few, a few bits of back and forth in the middle the, and the blood brides got <laughs> massacred by star weavers they went in and tied some star weavers up to try and stop them from all just running off and shooting next turn and then the little attacks from the star weavers i just failed every four up i took so <laughs> I, I, I literally had like two of them left <laughs> from the 10 pack from their efforts to fight the star weavers so that was that was fun um so that was that was a massacre it was 17 three to dylan i think the really nice harlequin secondaries very much showed through here um, and it was much more of a struggle for me to execute my game plan. I was pretty much pushed off the table by about four, I think. Yeah, so not a good start. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but that um, at least we kind of expected. I think we yeah, kind of we kind of knew that we kind of knew that was coming, right? So as long as the other three of us did our job, it was fine. Yeah. Um, so Paul, um, Paul was playing into Shalatsi Hellbane. Mm-hmm. Bellacore, 
Yeah. Keeper of Secrets. Yeah. There's three keepers. And Shalaxi and Bellicle. Yeah. And. Dun, 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 dun. Abaddon. Abaddon. He was hidden nicely and no one spotted him. We, he, no I one think spotted him. He was at, apparently he was at the top of the list. <laughs> we, in our haste, and this is, you know, this always happens mid rounds, doesn't it? Where you're checking stuff much more quickly and a lot more stuff sort of slides by. Yeah, right. Oh, I recognise that style. Yeah, 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 that's that, that's what that was. And to be fair, you know, we just we just mistook it for the version of this it would have been, you know, a few months ago. Uh, yeah. But Abad- Abaddon really changes that matchup if you're Paul, right? Because Paul is Paul not can't a, kill him. He's got no Paul chance. can't kill him. Paul isn't going to get a chance to kill him until he is literally cutting Paul's head off, and then he's going to need every bit of phasal damage he's got just to deal with him whilst also dealing with four fucking huge monsters and Bellacore. And also I think there were a couple of fiends in there, little sneaky fiends for tying Lots up. Of demonettes. Demonettes. Um, and by all accounts, uh, the lad playing the demons is, is an excellent demons player as well. So this was this yeah. was a hard day. Yeah, they're saying he's one of the top players. Yeah. This is a hard day for Paul. I can only assume that Bellacore's no invun sword went off and took some Terminators out as well, made, made a mess. So it was... It was it was a matchup we now know isn't Dark Angels friendly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that wasn't ideal. That kind of went against it, which yeah. meant then that Lee and I had to get big blowout wins. So, yeah. Lee, did you manage the big blowout win? I did win my game, um, and it was a fairly comfortable win, actually. <laughs> um, so I went into Admech, um Luckily or unluckily for me, I've played Admech a lot of times, obviously, because Chris, you were running for a long time. Um, and since then, Admech have been nerfed a fair few times and mm. Thousand Sons have received either no no nerfs or some very indirect buffs. Um, so Armour Content was not a thing then. Um, it is now. Um, and then with Nephilim as well, some of the ways that Thousand Sons are generating CP um, and uh, playing the mission is, is quite strong as well. So I felt yeah. quite confident going into this. Um, what was interesting, and I, I haven't really covered this yet, is that on this terrain, it was so big that for the first time in my entire life, Magnus could start on the board and hide behind it, even on even versus Admech. Wow. Um, which is absolutely unbelievable. So I did sign on the board, and there, there's a, a reason why I'm bringing that up is because it was uh, Magnus was generally disappointing the entire event. Um, I haven't really gone into that too much yet. Um, but as a general thing, he, he didn't do much. However, in this game, he had this really interesting psychological effect. Um, so he had, uh, my opponent had six Iron Striders, um, and he, he had them set sort of far back into his corner. And every turn, he would measure out how far Magnus could get and say, well, I won't come out then. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm like, great, because I'm scoring points without using him. <laughs> You're not scoring points without using yeah. them, because my Terminator is the only thing, the only thing that's going to kill my Terminators in this list um, are those Iron Striders, and he was too afraid yeah. to use them. Yeah. Um, so how the game went really was that he um, he... Uh, he had this two blocks of 20 rangers or vanguard. I don't remember what the difference is. A load of infiltrators and rust stalkers and then um, some characters and then those iron striders. Yeah. Um, so I know from experience that the, the buffs, um, he knows that all my guns are OP2, all my bolters. And I think, well, he's going to put those bolters, uh, sorry, he's going to make those bolters be wasted by putting the ignore AP1 and 2 buffs on those um, um, Yeah. Ranges or bank or whatever they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, that's fine. It's all the same. It's all just two up saves. Like. Yeah, exactly. I've got, <laughs> I've got the same. I've got the problem. Uh, he's got the problem. That I've got two squads of terminators, both of which are perfectly capable of eliminating the other squad. Hmm. Um, so he's like, okay, well, I'll go to defensive with this one. And I'm like, okay, well, I've also got these soul reaper cannons, uh, and the thousand suns have soul reaper cannons, which are strength six, so they're wounding on twos now. They're AP three. Hmm. 
Um, and then the real secret sauce I never get to use. It's always very satisfying. It's always against Admech that I get to do it. Um, <laughs> there's a strategy called Soul Reap. Um, nice. And when you do it, you get uh, you can double the number of shots if your opponent's unit has more than 11 models in it. So te- uh, two oh. terminates bring out 20 strength 6 AP3 shots. Um, so oh. I would buff one up. Um, so so I was hitting on twos or getting full rerolls yeah. from Magnus. So Magnus was just there buffing, giving things command phase buffs and, and then psychic buffs. Launch the terminator and just wipe an entire squad a turn. Um, and then in return, he would launch his Rustalkers or Infiltrators or whatever the fighty ones are into the Terminators. Think, I'll kill some of those, kill two. And then on the turn, my eight turn, immediately get rid of all nine of his. And that, that happened two or three times. Mm. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, I think we're, we're about done here. Yeah. Um, nice. Unfortunately, he, he, was a, he was a good enough player. I just think ultimately a little bit paralyzed by Magnus. Yeah. Um, and then sort of realizing that he had to step into the middle and just didn't have the tools anymore. Abbeck are not quite killing enough to get rid of all those Terminators um, just because of, of that two-up save with plus one against Sandwich One. And there's a lot of damage one in Abmech. Yeah. Um, and then ignoring one because of Armour Contempt as well. So yeah, it was in the end, it was fairly comfortable for me. I think I've probably had the nicest round of anybody. Very good work. Very good work. So yeah, so we've got one good win back, so we now need to get the final good win back. Um, the problem was that I was playing into Deathwing Terminators. Yeah. Now, for those of you who know anything about Deathwing Terminators, you'll know they have a relatively simple game plan, uh, which is <laughs> we're going to walk across the board slowly, scoring points, and you're not going to kill us very quickly, no. and therefore I, they're going to score like 80 or 90 points. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. Um, which obviously makes trying to get a big blowout win really hard. It's just, can you kill them quick enough? Nigh on impossible, Um, And, you know, I go second. If I go first in this game, I can at least fire my my bikes across, pin his 10 Deathwing Terminators in his deployment zone and slow slow them down and then make Mm -hmm. their ascent to the middle of the board really slow um, and stop him from starting to score his stubborn defiance. What fact happens is he goes first, rolls a six on the advance, and there's ten Deathwing. Those knights are just sat in the middle of the board for yeah. five turns. That excellent. Has started. Yeah. So he had ten in the middle, ten on one flank, ten on the other, five in his backfield, five in deep strike. So obviously, I only had really one option, which was to send the majority of my army around one flank. Turn one killed six Terminators. He didn't do anything in response. Turn two, I killed. The rest of that unit, the two command squad guys, he deep struck down his five Terminators right by my deployment zone. And yeah, the game was just me whizzing around most of my army around one flank, his Deathwing Terminators doing literally nothing in the middle, or the Knights, sorry, the actual other 10-man Terminators in the far corner just sat on that objective, planting bombs. I think I lost about four bikes the game, whole game or something. I just mm. I just wasn't dying, but I, obviously it just takes a while to kill the Terminators. And um, yeah. he had the primary early on, but once I removed one quarter, I was fine. I had my Void yeah. Weavers and a couple of other things dealing with the five Terminators in my backfield. I was never going to be able to get a big win and it finished 94-90 to me. So no. it was a it's, draw. Ju- it's just not a list that you can often 
massacre, is it? It's just the no. nature of it. It's, it's very, like the it takes a set of very specific yeah. circumstances and and luck. Yeah, it's just one of those armies where you need you need the luck. As soon as you get the wounding on fours, that's... And he did um, all the right things. You know, he stuck yeah, yeah. models in cover. And yeah, I, mean, yeah. I thought he might be a bit more exciting with his Deathwing Knights, but no, they literally stop and fight in the middle. He just that's, wanted to play the mission. Yeah, that's points. their dream, man. That's their dream. And if you um, come near them, they'll it. bash you with hammers. Yeah. How do we think that game would have gone? How we how that round would have gone? How we switched the pairing? So let's say that I've got into the Terminators. I think there's a com- I think there's a combination. Yeah, I think there's a combination. You reckon you get a bigger win? Yeah, because yeah. you can just deal with the middle. Magnus would I absolutely could, love them so much. Yeah, I could still kill. Um, I could still be Admech. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that would be fine. So that would have then turned it. That would probably would have made the game really close. Yeah. Um, obviously, then another change would be something like pull into the admic, maybe immune to demons, yeah. or pull yeah. into—I don't know what—more maybe pull into their harlequins. Well, yeah, pull into the harlequins would have had the exact same effect, right? I don't, I don't know what the combinations were. Maybe they'd set themselves up so that was on wasn't possible. I don't remember. Mm. Um, but yeah, and yeah, so it was it was definitely one where we we felt afterwards that we did, we hadn't quite got the combinations and yeah. choices right, yeah. wasn't it? And, but that was a learning experience, and I think this was probably our this was the the game that was the you know the swing difference I reckon between yeah. our overall our overall final placing as as we'll discuss later on, and we've we've learned some stuff, so I think we'd be better placed if we went into that tie again. Mm-hmm. Excellent, right. We then went to the hotel where it turned out we didn't have hotel rooms. Thanks very much, um, Jamie, for that. that was, <laughs> some of us uh, did. So I was, yeah, some of us did, and I had to, I had to do all sorts of unspeakable things so that Lee would let me stay in his room. So it all, it all worked out okay, and we had a nice meal, and then we fell asleep very quickly because we were knackered. And then the next day, Paul didn't. Paul didn't. No. No, sorry, sorry, Paul gutted. Yeah, um, sorry, Paul. No. Took one for the team again, and yeah, then the next, story, so. next morning. The first, the best bit, the first thing in the morning, we had a really funny moment because we had <laughs> been discussing the pairings in some detail for the oh. the team we thought we'd oh, been matched yeah. into. And then we get into the room and we go to the tables near where we think we're supposed to be, and these lads just come up to us and they are very, very relaxed, jovial, casual players, and they just randomize all of their cards. They just, just literally slam, shuffle them, and just them, shuffle them and slam a first defender down and go off you go. And we're like, how do we deal with this? This doesn't seem right. <laughs> um, and then we eventually we discovered that we we weren't matched into them, and indeed the our original pairing was also gone, and we were matched rapidly into a new set of people, weren't we? So we had animosity. Animosity. Um, who were I think in the main um, Geordie? I think there was a Newcastle. Some Newcastle. My guy accents. was definitely Geordie. Yeah. Yeah. Some Newcastle accents in a month there. So My guy if- was originally from Cambridge. Area. Well, there we go. There um, we go. Geordies yeah. of the uh, East Anglia. Yeah. And we, um, I think we, we were pretty happy with our pairings for this, weren't we? We're pretty content. Yeah. Um, so their lists, um, they had an Eldari profile list with like just all of the stuff. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it, I was I was have to show you like when I write all the way lists, they come out looking like that. It's just it's yeah. just all the, it's just all that shit. But <laughs> it was just a bit of everything, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had Black Templars, which obviously yeah. Lee knows quite well. They had um, Guard with a Bane Blade. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. And then they had Iron Warriors with Lord of Skulls, two Land Raiders, yeah. three Venom Crawlers, and some troops. Um, and we <laughs> and all you mean, that, you mean like, some troops, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, 
does any do any of us want to play into that? Like what? I don't, I, there was there's a sort of fear that comes with like it's so weird. Yeah, I don't no. know what yeah, the hell are. is going on. So, pairings process. We led with Tom um, because we felt it was the right option, and also because we hadn't led with Tom before. Yeah, um, we were up, we were up for trying that, and I was up for having some choice. I quite like I quite in, like most of these. Yeah, yeah, and they put in Eldari and uh, I can't remember what. Um, but anyway, the pairings process kind of worked out quite nicely, I think, in the end. Yeah, it was good. So, I was I'm always keen for an Eldar because I have a very good record. Yeah, so we had Jakari into Craft World, so Tom into the Craft World. Um, we had. Um, they had put down the Imperial Guard and we had Paul yeah. into the Imperial Guard. Paul got the Imperial Guard, Guard. yeah. Um, I got um, the Iron Warriors, so I got to try and kill the big stuff, which I know I don't do if it's knights, but could I do it against the Iron Warriors? And then yeah, yeah. that meant Lee got Black Templars, which was really interesting because Lee was like, yeah, I want Black Templars. And the Black Templars guy was like, yeah, I want the Thousand Sons. Yeah, it was really interesting, wasn't it? So that's quite, yeah. uh, quite cool. Both players going thinking they want to play that particular matchup. That's quite yeah. interesting. And Lee and I both got to play against armies that we own and use. Yeah, that was a nice added layer underneath. Because I um, think Crawford's guy was quite happy to have Jakari as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're there, and yeah. the only guy that wasn't happy was the Iron Warriors guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> he was right. So um, I'll, I'll talk through my game quite quickly. Yeah, do um, it. <laughs> I was against Simon, genuinely lovely guy. Yeah, he was. It was um, but I'd say not a particularly like common tournament goer, maybe. No. Um, and after his after my first turn it was very evident that this wasn't really going to be a game simply because he could not hold any primary um it's just, it was the one scouring where you strategic scan your mm-hmm. um, objectives and he was using his uh, land raiders to do that um which is never ideal he basically couldn't hold any objectives because i just go over and take them off him he scored zero primary the entire game um the only primary he scored was the um the strategic scan points. His <laughs> yeah. secondary choices were bring it down, no prisoners, and behind enemy lines. That's how screwed he was. Yeah. Uh, turn two, he scanned the middle objective with his Lord of Skulls. <laughs> Six hundred um, point strategic scan. Yeah, actual monkey. It was. It was just really hard for him. Um, yeah. Didn't wow. help. He failed miserably with a lot of his saves, but my army just plays that particular mission quite well in a lot of circumstances because I just ran pretty much everything down one flank. I left a little bit on the other side to deal with a onrushing rhino and yeah. just kept stealing his objectives and blowing stuff up. And we had this one cool moment. So I've killed pretty much everything, but there's a Lord of Skulls, turn four, is on three wounds. Yeah. I was like, right, this is going to be so cool. So I charged in my troop master. Yeah. Troop Master's three damage. And I just had this visual moment of yeah. the Troop Master like bounding up the back of the Lord yeah, of Skulls, yeah. like Leg- Legolas style, right? Like but... jumping up and like <laughs> boom in the yeah. eye and just whiffed like fuck yeah, and did absolutely did. nothing. And then Lord of Skulls just went 
boom, straight down <laughs> and obliterated the, the troop master. And I was like, oh, it would have been so cool. It would have um, been. So it was, Is it was there something satisfying game. about the little elf getting ruined yeah, as well? It it's it's always been, fun. It would have been so warm. I genuinely just assumed it was going to happen because it would yeah. look so cool. I just yeah. assumed it would go. It seemed fake. Because he's T8, right? The Lord of Skulls. Is it T8? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the true yeah, master's what? wounding on sixes, right? Um, no, because he's got uh, Chegarat's rose. Oh, he's so. got the rose. Okay. Oh, no, he's got, he does have a chance, but he can't yeah, re-roll the wounds. wounds. No, he can't do that, right? Failed. The... <laughs> um, it should be. It's only AP2, unfortunately. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, 97-21. Um, it was quite a brutal game. So yeah. I then got um, to eat my lunch on time unlike in the previous day so i got all the nice subway stuff yeah that's good nice. and then i came over feeling hot oh, everyone else must be doing really well and came <laughs> over to three very sweaty men who were all like we didn't really know we didn't know how you were getting on and it was good when we knew that you had one yeah, it, oh, our, our, our whole row had a real day, didn't we? We had a real time. Every single one of you were like, I went over and I looked at Paul and he was like five points up, but didn't really have much left on the board. Yeah. And he was like, uh, I think, I think Lee like, thought he had it. to be very close. <laughs> if I jump right into my game at that point, so I have to tell I love teams for moments like that, by the way. Yeah. Isn't that fucking brilliant when you've got, you've just got the whole, the whole row. It's like, oh, you're, you're in it together. You're all yeah, scrapping. It is a lot of fun like that. It's super cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I think at one point, Chris, you might have come over, or Tom, or so- someone looked at me, and I was like, I probably gave him the real smug, yeah, I've got this. You, easily. 100%, early doors were like, this guy is fucked. <laughs> not, not, in the, not in those words, but you gave me a look, that when you give me that kind of look, I tend to assume... Yeah, and I thought heavy. he was, and so did he. Yeah, so he, could yeah, yeah. Not, he was a good player, don't get me wrong, he was a good player. He could not roll dice to save his to save his life like he was i've never seen dice running quite so poor as this um <laughs> and then he he did make quite a mistake in turn one in that he 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 pushed in the middle um and he had the uh Tannhauser bones chaplain on bike so it can only take one uh every damage is reduced to one i don't care about that because all my damage is one or it's mortal wounds and they all count as one so i've applied however many times um so i'm so i immediately um obliterate him with with a cacophony of sort of mortal wounds and, and shooting and stuff like because he, he is close enough to me actually yeah um, and then i launch all my spawn into the middle and they're fully buffed up <laughs> um and they, they take up they take out something else i can't remember what exactly um and then in his turn he has he has his entire army shoot at them so that's uh, i think two redemptors that can see uh three or four eradicators i load all the bolt pistols and the heavy bolt pistols and intercessors and everything else and after everything, I've got two spawn left. Um, <laughs> I just, I just could not fail a four up. And at that point, I was like, I'm going into my turn three. I think at this point, I'm like, well, I've got completely got the board and everything. And I make a really, really catastrophic mistake. <laughs> uh, and I remember I caught myself at the time. I was like, for fuck's sake, why have I done that? And what I'd done is I'd, I'd been slingshotting Araman the entire game, coming out, doing ten more wounds or so slotting back away and hiding pissing off again yeah pissing off again um and this time i'd forgotten to piss off <laughs> i just i just left him out in the middle of nowhere um which was pretty tragic um so i was like oh god i don't know what i do here um he's got sort of five blade guard four inches away um, going into his turn um he can't shoot him because he is right next to some terminator so he's covered by lookout sir 
Um, and obviously at that point, I'm, I'm like, oh God, I've, I've, I'm going to have to do something to commit to this. So I've, I end up just sling, slinging Magnus around the other side um, to be like, okay, well, if you're going to, let's just try and split your attention because I don't think you've got enough to kill Magnus in one go, um, but you do have enough to kill Aramon. So if I can take the pressure onto Magnus and then um, heal him back up in my turn, then all might be fine. So Magnus comes out, kills a Dreadnought, and then in return takes all the eradicates to the face and it immediately dies. Ouch, ouch, Because I, I had actually forgotten that he had the Master Apothecary, so he basically, I think he brought two back. Um, and uh, I had, yeah. hadn't considered that that was an option. Yeah. But what it did do, I, I was actually very pleased with one thing I did do in this game. So there's a stratagem for Thousand Suns. If you charge a character and you've got Thousand Suns um, rubrics or terminators within, um, I can't remember how far it is, within range of that character that's charged, you can heroically intervene 2d6 inches. Um, so he charged mm. all these blade guard into Araman. So I heroically into my terminators, twelve inches, come, come all the way around the blade guard and base them. So only one can attack Araman. That's so good. Um, so it does That's keep him so alive, good. and I was really pleased with that that play. Um, I hate that strat. I remember that um, very well. It's horrible. Um, so ultimately, what happened was that um, because I lost Magnus, I was completely out of position. I went from a, a position of strength to a position of weakness. Uh, and ended up as a draw. Yeah, that I definitely should have won. So he was a great player, though. He he was at real risk of going on the tilt for a little while. Yeah, and, yeah I could sense that early um, doors. And he did apologise to me and sort of said, "I'm sorry, I'm I'm salty." Like it's just, it's, you know, when things aren't going your way. And I, and I do know how that goes. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I think that sort of he was surprised as, as as I was that he was able to sort of bring it back in the way that he did. So so fair play to him. Do you think you needed to sacrifice Magnus? No, no. So if you had just left Magnus yeah. where he was, would you have been better positioned than that? Happened? Well, I think that... Those are running, is but, very, very important, though, isn't he? Those, those, all the way. changes in, in reflection is that those um, eradicators shoot into the Terminators. So they probably mm. kill four Terminators, which would have still given me enough to do what I needed to do and protect mm. Aramon and stuff as well. So, yeah, no, it, it was the wrong decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, the, got a draw. The wrong decision was bringing Magnus. But... <laughs> no, we love Magnus. Paul played wrong. against guard with a ton of tanks and a bane blade. There was a big freaking bane blade, and this was, was hilarious. Again, to be on the row because I looked over at the start of the game. The bane blade's gone all the way up the flank, really, yeah. really quick. Like the guy is <laughs> throwing this thing. Yeah. Is absolutely running at Paul, and I would go, go back in the game and look over and oh, I wonder how Paul's getting on. Ah, uh, the bane blade is still there. It is yeah. still, it's still on the flank. I don't think for Paul to be in this game. I was like, I don't think the bane blade should still be there. Yeah. I think Paul very <laughs> much wants that not to be around by this point. But as it was, I think Paul had got killed the shit out of, but had done in his very Paul way. Had played mission super well with his obsec terminators and had choked the guy out. And I th- he did get the win, I think, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he won really comfortably. Yeah, won yeah, really, one really comfortably. So although, although it looked scary had in a like couple of places. five models left at the yeah, end. Yeah. Just all one and two man spread around yeah. the board. The guy had taken engage, I think, and that's a terrible choice. Yeah, that would Paul explain that, why the Bane Blade was trying to yeet up the side. Yeah, um, yeah so that was, no, that was a good job for And I had Dean. Dean was feeling slightly unwell. And as I said, Dean had a craft was this that I really liked. It was Aspect War. Aspect Warriors, it was two Falcon, it was Wave Serpents, and it was Eldrad and two Farseers. It gone with the Farseers on foot, which I can see 
in light of the points changes for Elder, I can see why you would do this because you need to save those points and that's freeing up like mm-hmm. 90, 90 points almost or not, not far off to have them all on foot. But it did mean that for Dean, his little sort of spell castle was slightly less mobile and slightly less nippy um, than perhaps it could otherwise be. In this one, Dean goes first. I've played Drakari Crawfords a few times and I know for well that what you have to do is you have to run at them really quickly and you have to punch them repeatedly in the dick until they can't they can't do anything else. Because if you just sort of play a little little bitty I go, you go, they just gun you to death, psychic you to death, they've got more stuff, they're better at range. Um but Dean went first, so he dropped a Falcon down, managed to get a bead on one of my raiders, killed one of my raiders at the back, and took up some quite nice positions in the sort of mid board. Um and then my my mad rush to try and get all the elves began. So I got some raiders up the board. I positioned the grotesque to do some sort of late mid game charging and getting involved later. And I knew that his turn two was really going to hurt, like really going to hurt, because I kind of had to basically just take one punch in mm-hmm. the face, and then I was going to get to do what I did. And we were talking about it because you know we both play elves and we knew. The matchup quite well, and we're talking. It's, it's a really fun game, Drakari Crawford, because it's got this proper cat mouse thing. Because anything that gets to do what it wants to do kills the thing it's trying to kill, right? So, and I was having a rough time with the Dark Lances on the Fate dice because he was constantly getting two saves every time. So he had two sixes lined yeah. up, and I'm firing my three Dark Lances, knowing that you know functionally it's not going to happen, and I'm, I'm going to have to really put a lot of Dark Lances through to get anything done. Um, and he yeah, he demex me, destroys my vehicles in his two, picks up all of the blood brides, but not the succubus who is sort of nestled behind them, and Draz and some incubi fall out, and some racks fall out, and his shining spears commit to killing some, and he's committed them too early, I think. Actually, the shining spears come in and clean and clean up some racks that have fallen out of a transport, but are now looking down the barrel of Drazar and his mates. Hmm. So then he's had a good turn. He's killed lots of my stuff. A guy comes over at this point and is like, oh, how's it going? And he's like, oh, are these the casualties? And Dean's like, no, those are his casualties. There's a falcon on the side, but it's Dean's other falcon that hasn't come in yet. (laughs) So I've got all of these bodies along the side. I haven't scratched him yet. I think I I punked five sweeping hawks in my first turn. That was it. Although I was (laughs) glad to get rid of them. So I've got this enormous body count. I reckon 500 points is gone before I get to do anything to him. But then I have a big, 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 big turn. And everywhere, you know, we kill Eldrad with Drazar. We kill all the Shining Spears with Grotesques and Incubi. We kill another Farseer with the Succubus. And the Eldar list struggles once it gets tied up and gummed up with bodies and Incubi and things are getting tagged. He's running out of psychic powers. And in terms of the secondary game, he's now struggling to get out and around me to achieve the things he wants to do for his scoring. Um, so he gets in a headlock from there on out. And so it's yeah, it's a really good game. And it if he'd killed a little bit more stuff and positioned a little bit differently in terms of when his shuriken and when his shining spears went in, I think it could I could have not quite had enough stuff to roll on through, but as it was, mm-hmm. I did. And so I, yeah, I love that matchup. It's really fun. I enjoy making the Crawford's machine breakdown. Uh, so it was it was but Dean was Dean was very good and took it very well, even though he wasn't feeling particularly well on the day. So thanks, Dean. Good work, everybody. Yeah. A win. We're a two, win. Two. We're two, two. down. That three and two. Oh, three three. And two. We're feeling confident. We've got the pairing so confident. sorted. We've we, we figured it so out at this happy. point, haven't we? 
Who, what chumps are we going to beat next? You know, just yeah. just give us some middle tier yeah. <laughs> who we can hunt down. So yeah, it was, that was really nice when we saw we were lined up against Team Iron Brew. Team Iron Brew, yeah. Who um, as roughly translates? Yes, roughly translates to WTC Scotland. Yes. So we've been chatting with them a little bit earlier in the day, and they were, yeah, they were they were there with a really good set of lists. And they'd had a rough time in their earlier matches. They'd already hit like England teams and drawn and, and drawn and lost into them. So they the were team on the that down. Banded us turn one. Yeah, they only just lost to, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 So we knew we were in trouble. <laughs> they had Innes Wilson, who I mean, the stats on Innes Wilson since the Tyranny book came out are some reading. Uh, he has lost. I don't know if he has. I think he's lost a he's game. He's lost, he's lost like a game since that yeah. book dropped. He has been taking out GTs left, right, and center. He's been doing extremely well. And I know, I know of in his, knowing as his work, and we've met before because um, he sat and observed my final game at Leicester, and we had a lot of laughs uh, when when that was going on. So I knew of in his quite well, and I've, I follow his content online. He's a very smart player and knows the game well. Um, and they also had Blood Angels. They had Chaos Knights. And did they have Imperial Knights as Imperial well? Knights. They Imperial had Imperial Knights. Knights. So this it's interesting because this seems to be how you know this is the constellation of armies currently making up all the WTC teams, which is interesting. We didn't we didn't really hit Necrons, did we? We didn't see what new Necrons. Yeah, there were a lot of Necrons do. there, but we just we didn't, didn't hit them. get them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, how did pairings go here? I think so it was we, we worked out that they would probably lead with one of the knights' armies. Yeah. Um, we put down Drakari first. And what happened was they led with Blood Angels. Yes. Um, Paul did speculate that they might lead with Blood Angels. So that meant that then we put... uh, They gave Tom the choice of Tyranids... Or Chaos Knights. Or Chaos Knights. Yeah. And we put Harlequins and Thousands... No. Harlequins and Dark Angels, maybe? Yes. Yeah, Harlequins and Dark Angels. Angels. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the way that worked out was that their blood angels chose harlequins. Yeah. Tom decided to fall on the yeah. I took the hit. Took the hit because I think we we also knew that Lee would play whatever we didn't. Take. Yeah, Lee would be okay into uh, knights, and Paul would be okay into knights. Yeah, exactly. So that was the goal. Um, yeah. We kind of, I mean, let's be face it, we weren't exactly confident of winning, but we wanted no. to give them a good game, and we felt that maybe our two lists could beat knights. So if we exactly. could get wins there and losses the other way, then who knows exactly what that. could happen. So, and I, I had, I'd had one good game against Nids earlier in the event. I was like, I'll give it a go. I certainly yeah, know Nids exactly. pretty well. I was happy enough to try and see, and I was kind of curious and ke- and keen to play in this as well. So, yeah, took took the bullet on that one. So, yeah, and, so um, that we kind of, you know, it was all right. I mean, I knew that Blood Angels for Harlequins is pretty horrible because yeah. Harlequins are very good at running away and Blood Angels are very good at catching them. Yeah, yeah there's not a lot of board map, left, right? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on this particular map, the Blood Angels can just go run into the middle and be like, you can't run away. Yeah. Um, so I was feeling not particularly confident. Lee and Paul have a game plan where they can just sit in their deployment zone um, and hope it works. And then we didn't know what was going to happen. So um, I think we probably should start with you. Tom. Yeah, mine's mine's quick and easy, right? So we got win easy job done. No, 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 no. Yeah, so so in his list is it's it's exactly like the one that Lee played in round one. It's it's big blocks of warriors. It's two harpies. 
um, and it's Leviathan. So it's very chewy and very hard to get through. And in, in this game, it was very straightforward. I went first. I fired nine Dark Lancers with rerolls at a Harpy and didn't kill it. I was like, that's that's not a good start. I think I needed to I needed to at least down one of them, turn one to make it interesting. I'd got some other stuff into position. Uh, but then Innis, Innis sort of chucked the Harpies forward, chucked the Warriors forward and was buffing up the Warriors and getting them as they go. Um, and sort of with the Harpy mortal wounds and extra shooting, he was able to sort of demake the transport. Now, there was the Warriors actually quite a bit quicker than I necessarily anticipated because with Onslaught, with the advance and charge, he got quite a big advance and charge. So they were able to get a bit further up the board. And that's the one thing I didn't need to do um in round one was put raiders as far forward on that side as i did i should have taken my time on that side i'd already chucked a venom for engage so there was no need for me to be that far forwards on that flank but i was trying to force innis to play the game in that back quarter of his rather than in my back quarters where i had nothing Mm. um harpy didn't die my stuff died very quickly. Warrior, Warrior Brick came in and killed some stuff. I chucked basically all my combat stuff into this Warrior Brick. We've got a great life. photo because I was like, I reckon, I was like just looking at it and thinking, it's like, I think it takes everything. I think the only way I drop this whole brick is if almost everything I have on that flank goes in and it all went in. I did kill it basically by about one wound. I only had oh, wow. like two or, I literally had two or three wounds left and that was Grotesque, Ten Incubi, Drazar, Archon. So a lot of melee output and i think a warrior brick is what 300 points yeah so so it so and you then, do that and then the way as, as Anis was talking about this is the way that it it goes for a lot of lists you kill that brick and then the next one comes and then it's and that was the game right you get the next one comes in the high he's playing the hive tyrant really well picking on things and pissing off and all that stuff um, and although I was, i'm able to score some secondaries here and there i i get rolled off the board fairly straightforwardly so yeah. it, was, it was a very funny game and very interesting uh, to see such a brutal list played in such a sort of assertive and aggressive fashion but i was i was mullered <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't ravages I think we'll, we'll talk about it later ravages aren't the one um, and I, I needed another wave of combat stuff to go into his other wave of combat stuff and something that can chase and hunt down stuff that flies cool mm-hmm. yeah so um, so Tom's over very quickly but had a great yeah. time I got to have a nice break actually I had a nice yeah, hour long break yeah. <laughs> he's walking around and he keeps checking in with his players and they're like predicting what the score is and Paul's opponent is saying I think it's probably going to be about like a 15-5 win to me like on turn one or turn two Um, so the problem is that um, this guy's never played Paul before and he doesn't understand what is going to happen and what's going to happen is that those terminators that he are that he keeps throwing his <laughs> army his war dogs into aren't gonna die. What is gonna die are the war dogs. Yeah. And the guy's getting increasingly <laughs> frustrated as his plan of just, you know, stealing stuff doesn't work. And mm. Paul plays the game really, really well. He stays in his deployment zone for two, three turns, and then just gradually starts to come out as he's dealt with enough of the knights. Mm. Um and it ends up a draw, a ten ten draw. And yeah, Paul actually said if he hadn't if he hadn't chosen stubborn defiance and he'd chosen oath of moments instead, he would have actually got the win. Um mm. it was just stubborn defiance doesn't work against the knights because they could just keep making him restart on the on mm. the point scoring. Um but no, he played really, really well. So we're like, right, okay, we've lost twenty oh. We've got a ten ten there, so that's really cool. Drawn against the Chaos Knights Team Scotland player. Um, and then, speaking of hiding in your deployment zone for three turns, Lee, 
you say three i think you mean five (laughs) so i played martin who who was he was sort of not part of team scotland but was sort of playing with them he's dutch exactly he was a lovely guy in fact he had a a really funny manner didn't he Martin? i found it really funny when i when i got joined i was like oh man this guy seems really intense like this is gonna be really fun i've had four games Mm -hmm. this is gonna i'm already dreading like getting spanked by by night but then we start and i'm like he's the loveliest man like yeah. I, was, I really really misjudged it it's, it's, so um it was um yeah uh, a very terrain heavy board um yeah. so um i i picked the same sort of objectives that i mentioned before so i had ones that didn't force me to leave so i was banners i was interrogate um, or mutate i can't remember one of those two and then one of the psychic ones so basically i was non-interactive playing this game um, so I, I move, my turn one, I move on to the objectives um, and I raise banners and I mutate or interrogate um, and then I don't do anything else. Uh, everything remains hidden, completely hidden, um, apart from um, I know that his war dogs are quick enough to come and get a squad of cultists if they want to. Um, so in his turn, he says, "Ah, oh, there's, there's nothing I can do here. He moves forward a little <laughs> bit. I, I was interrogated because he comes into my interrogation range at this point. Comes around, kills those cultists, and then that's it. And then in my turn, I get score all the same points again. Um, and then uh, I kill that war dog with um, yo-yoing Araman out. And then sending the spawn in, I think, to finish it off. Um, annoyingly, actually, the spawn do leave on a wound because I forgot that they reduced damage by one. Mm. Um, and one damage two, which is a shame. Uh, the spawn actually don't die either. They stick out in that in that um, on that objective. They get killed down to one, and then the knight goes. Turn three comes around, and Magnus is still hiding. All the terminators are still hiding. Um, he eventually sends a big knight round, um, kills a couple of small things, and then um, in return, all the mortal wounds I could possibly muster go back into it, and then both squads of terminators shoot it down. That's that's turn three, mm-hmm. turn four, and I uh, still haven't moved. Turn four comes, <laughs> another big knight comes out. At this point, I'm like, okay, well, now if I don't move, he will just come around into the double thermal cannons or whatever it was, and he will just shoot Magnus to death. So, so I'll send Magnus in, um, try and kill the knight. So I do load him all wounds and stuff, get it down to about fifteen, send him into combat, um, leave it on two wounds um, because uh, on my way in, um, he, he fires Overwatch, um, and he's got the thing to make sixes auto wound or something like that and mm. then the damage um becomes it's a thermal cannon so it's like d6 plus four yeah and there's a strat to make it so that they become mortal wounds oh um, so it's just like eight mortal wounds to magnus with like one thing in overwatch Ouch. So, so it just brackets him down to like the middle with the middle so he loses a couple of attacks or whatever leaves it alive on like two wounds then magnus dies the next turn um but ult- ultimately what ended up happening was i just kept scoring those points um, for a game that I thought was certain to lose, that also ended up a draw. Um, and I, I said to him, like, oh, how do you think I played it? It's like, you couldn't have played it better in that sense. And I was really proud of, sort mm. of having the restraint to just sort of see that the, the way to get the points in that game. It was never like, I was never going to win that game. I just didn't have the reach. Um, mm. But playing it that way and sort of eking out those points, just, mm. you know, it was quite a proud moment, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it gets, you know, it gets a good, good, sharp player. 
Yes. And I'm glad you guys had a nice time because you say when we when we first got there, I think they were on a bit of a down, weren't they? Because they were basically they were playing a team low, that was uh, they were lower down than they wanted to be. Yeah, they were lower down than they wanted to be. They were a bit grumpy. The, the mood was fractious in the camp, so they so we were a bit like, oh god, I hope they're not going to be horrible. And then actually, it was fine. They were very they were good fun. Yeah, lovely. Nice, and then the final, the big finale, the end of all big things. Finale. So now so, yeah. two draws and a massive loss. Yeah. So if, if Chris can get a huge 20 nil win, then he We're can snatch it. the draw. So um, I'm playing also Chris, who is like, a really nice guy, really friendly, um, like really like kind of like strong-willed, full-on, like mm. confident, shall we say. Very Scottish. Um, very early on, he makes it very clear that this is a horrendous matchup for me. Um, and I don't really have any chance. And um, which, you know, is you're already not feeling particularly great. Um, and then you're like, you start piecing together how the game's going to go. And you're like, nah, genuinely, you are right. Like, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's Hammer and Anvil. And so what he does is obviously I've got to try and deploy because he can forward advance, um, obviously, full-on Fury, the five um, uh, death company of hammers. And, you know, they're not going to kill anything, but they're going to be able to get in and tag and stuff. At the same time, I don't want to start my entire army on the line, so I kind of have like, – I just try and spread my bikes out and all that sort of thing. Um, another issue is that once they've hit me – and you know, there's 21 sanguinary guards sat in the midboard, and then they're going to run. Is, that is an issue, isn't it? Yeah. Turn two, um, and um, then I just die. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there were five centurions also sat in the middle of the board, waiting for anything. I love it. Yeah. Um, at least there was no objective in the middle of the board for them to be sat on. So that was, you know, that was something. So anyway, I don't get my deployment quite right. I give him some charges, which I shouldn't have. I gave him two different five-inch charges. Um, so if I light run away one, he can just charge the other. And I'm like, oh, he's, if he gets a decent charge here, he's just going to get into a bunch of stuff. Mm. And I know it's not the end of the world because I can obviously fall back, etc. Um, it just stops me from advancing. So then I'm immediately yeah. losing some of that movement. Yeah, it slows you right down. Yeah. yeah um, so it's not ideal. Um, he then fails his five-inch charge. He then re-rolls it and fails it again. I'm like, right. Okay, so I've lost anything this turn. What can I do here? And I look around and I'm like, well, there's a land speeder kind of like hovering around, ready to go. And so he's for his secondaries. This is actually really important to the game, how the game goes. He showed a relentless assault, which is four points for having um, units in my deployment zone, basically. Um, he's gone for. Uh, Oh, I can't remember. There was one other which he scored quite well on, and he's gone for Blades of Sanguinius. Yeah. Um, now, Blades of Sanguinius is a very interesting choice. He chooses one of his characters. He chooses one of my characters. So he chooses Dante. He chooses my troop master. He says, yeah. "If that character of yours dies, I get five points. If I kill him in melee, I get five points. If Dante's the one that kills him, I get five points." Yeah. I'm like, Okay, right, that's fair enough, but I don't really care about my True Master. Like, no. what does my True Master do? Does it even pick up one of your characters, who, again, I don't <laughs> no. really care about? Does he pick up many Sanguinary Guard on their three-up save against her? No, not really. So I'm like, fine, I guess that True Master's staying in a boat as much for as long as possible. 
Mm. So anyway, in my turn, I kind yeah, of measure out. Pick. Yeah, exactly. So in this game, I measure out all the 14 inches with all where all those sanguinary guards can go. And um, then I just pick up those five Death Company and I pick up the land speeder. Eventually, they're like toughness six, seven wounds. Like, yeah, they're, they are, they're chewy. They're chewy, um, yeah. And I've sent down and fire and faded my three bikes down into one bottom corner of his board, basically. Um, another issue in this thing is, obviously, I'm terrified of the sanguinary guard just all running, because turn two, they can just run and land pretty much on my objectives. Mm. This mission is where you get CP for holding the objectives mm. just outside of your deployment zone. So what happens over the course of this game is basically I don't really ever have any CP um, yeah. until later on. Um, it looked it looked as an observer. Obviously, I had time to kill. As an observer, it looked really weird because it just it <laughs> it looks so weird. I was like, I don't understand how Chris can be in the game and be in so much of a corner that he is in right now. <laughs> like <laughs> stuff is like so, so bunched up. I mean, you've got other stuff around, haven't you? But it looked optically bizarre because it's like the Blood Angels yeah. look to have about eighty percent of the board. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, I think on my turn, so he's wanged his sanguinary guy. He yeah. made, I believe he probably gets this wrong. I had more of my stuff on one back corner than the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, put yeah. two sanguinary guard and the apothecary on the other flank and then one into the one with all the stuff. He makes his charge with the one on all the stuff and kills three bites. Big whoop. And I light fall back from the other two blobs. So this means that he's now got seven sanguinary guards just sat on this objective, uh, sat in in my home ruin, in my backfield, <laughs> sat on a, basically a one-up save, and he's like, come on then. Right, right, okay, so as you say, when you looked over, I essentially had four Star Wars <laughs> in my... It, it's like when the wagons are drawn, you know, like all circled up, like in a corner. Like. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was hilarious. I was like, well, I'm going to try and kill these seven and... That's basically yeah. it. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, I've dropped a unit into um, into his corners for R&D. My three bikes haven't died to the five assault intercessors who've tried to kill them, so they've run off and they're going to go deal with something holding his backfield objective. He's got the Sanguinor in Deep Strike ready to come down in Heroic if I charge, so unfortunately I can't charge and steal his home objective. My shooting doesn't quite do the job. But I clear up those seven, and then we rinse and repeat. I've measured out where he's going to land to, so the next, all the sanguinary guard pile onto my home field objective. Um, thankfully, the centurions have an eight-inch charge by moving through difficult trains. They fail onto my objective where all my stuff is, um, which makes life a lot easier. Mm. And he says, Go. And at this point, I'm now properly hemmed in a corner, and as he's like, he's cut the angle down, so I'm now really struggling to kind of fall away. Um, so this is like where I have to go a bit for broke. I have to move some stuff across to just try and get away, and I have to send some stuff across to try and kill one of the units of Sanguinary Guard. Sanguinary Guard are quite scary because for my fusions, because my fusions have a six-inch range, he has a six-inch heroic. So I have to position myself so I'm out of six inches of one of the units, but inside six is of the other, and just try and blap it. But to blap it, I've got the Shadow Seer, the Death Jester Mortals, and then only two boats worth of mm. Neuros and Fusion that. So it's really risky. Then my Shadow Seer fails all of the powers, and I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to go well. And you know you just feel like you've worked so hard for a moment, and then all of a sudden you've had to take a bit of a risk, and it just that's going to go. It felt like that. 
Mm. As it was, because the Sanguinary Guard are only sevens, I actually yeah, almost manage it, and I leave one Sanguinary on one wound. So obviously, <sighs> it's quite annoying because it um, can then heroic into my star. Which is, I mean, it doesn't mm. do anything. It's not in the world. He then makes his morale, and that's quite frustrating because um, it costs me some points i can't remember why it cost me three po- oh yeah it gives him grind down that was his other secondary grind them down um and also it stops me from getting a kill point for the mission um and i'm like oh okay not great anyway the rest of the game is kind of him chasing me um as i'm at that point i'm like i kind of given up on killing stuff and i'm now just running away down the board um and he's just chipping away um and we get right to the end and i've asked him i'm like so you're you're um your your blade of sanguinius. If a if a, um, a vehicle dies and I just roll a one and I just kill my troop master, how many points do you get? He's like, well, you don't. Need, I'd only get five. I'm like, hmm, interesting. He then kills the star weaver, and I'm like, right, well, I think I'm a bit screwed here. So I think I'll just kill the troop master. <laughs> I, I roll my six dice and I don't roll a one. Yeah, of course, like, the one the one time you need I'm it. Like, oh, yeah. Damn. Okay, fine. Anyway, the way it plays out is actually I am able to escape. He's not quite able to get to me because of the way I've positioned. The next turn, he um, he's, he fires his Laz Fusils in and kills the Star Weaver it's in. And if I get out, all of the um, Centurions are just going to hurricane away yeah, and, and you die. And then I measure it out and I'm like, ah, emergency disembark. And I can actually get him to safety. Yeah, um, love that. Well that, move that is and, good play, Chris. Well done. I managed to survive. And the way it worked is I'd managed to kill enough stuff that actually I'd started to catch up on points. And as the dust settled, I lost 79-74 um, simply because he scored a zero on Blades of Sanguinius. Um, I had scored like... 20 25 primary the entire game and um, obviously it caps eventually doesn't it there's only so yeah. many objectives you can you can only hit 45 yeah, so yeah, yeah. net wise you probably scored like 60 primary yeah. but, um, as you didn't really matter yeah. um, and that was just like really really satisfying again in a tournament you've sweated your ass off it's, it's 1v1 and you've lost anyway but in this context i was desperate to try and get out that draw and he was very complimentary he said you know he's like that's the best i've seen a harlequins player play the game you couldn't play it any better etc etc so i was really don't get me wrong you know he makes that charge turn one it's slightly different um he doesn't choose blade sanguinius it's slightly different he put 14 sanguinary guard into all of my stuff and it's he would like like you probably didn't quite get it right. You can yeah, see he was a bit... Sli- um, slightly, slightly underestimated the matchup a little bit, but still... He'd been confident he was yeah. going to win, but, you know, you have to make most of what you're... No, absolutely. absolutely. You, you, play took, with you, some t- you took advantage of all of those things and, yeah. and played it really, really well, and the, the emergency disembark is great. They almost should have just put that strategy in elf books. It doesn't... It, doesn't, it never turns up anywhere else. It's, no. it's great, it's great, but it's so good, used at the right times, people just never quite get the angle right, and then you're like, oh... We're out of it. We're, out of, we're before, out of trouble. If, um, if I didn't have the runaway strat for light, that game is unwinnable. Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get absolutely brutalised, don't you? That you strat is so time. good, so good, so worthy of being vected. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, there we were. So we actually went ten, 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 ten. 
O20, which overall was the way Tom never stood a chance in that game. So that's whoever Someone was someone was getting fucked. He, so. Yeah, he took it for us to give us a chance, and we got a really satisfying. Free I think game, it was so a really it was a really good end to the weekend because yeah. we all we all, I I say I I really enjoyed chatting to him playing in this, and so I got a lot out of that, and it was great to see everybody commend like just just give such a good account of themselves against like yeah it felt great know, national players and and the kinds of people who are in you know really tough circles in terms of list writing and design and and army choices and and you were, and you were playing you know meta lists as well and you, you all did great so i think that was that was awesome um and so yeah it was it was a very morale raising end to our weekend yeah, we, needed that, yeah. Didn't we? <laughs> we did we did yeah, that was, that so it was a good showing, and that was us. And we were, we were two three. I think as we talked about the probably the game with the matchups with the Harlequins and the Demons end of Saturday. Was it end? Of, yeah, it was end of Saturday. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the game we reckon with a slightly different set of pairings. We might have been able to get that three two. I think yes. we were, we were fairly content otherwise, um, and we we like the level that we're at, don't we? It's a nice, a nice. Yeah, level. It was a lot of fun. I would definitely. Yeah. I've heard people talk about teams events a lot. I was like, yeah, fine. Are you sold on it, the format? I'm absolutely yeah. sold on it. Yeah, absolutely yeah. sold on it. Everyone's the same. Everyone's all like, uh, I'm sure it's not actually that great. And then they play it and they're like, no, no, it's the best way to play. It's yeah. the, it's the, the camaraderie, isn't it? It's the camaraderie. Yeah, you're in it together. You're in the trenches. Yeah. And you meet more people and chat to more people as well because the whole you're, you're meeting whole teams of people, which is quite, true, quite, yeah. quite fun. And the pairing system adds the drama and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very nice. So yeah, if you can find another, if you're hosting a team event out there, give us a shout. We'd love to come along. Yeah, we'll get involved. We're very keen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is, that's a sensible place to end it. We've chatted chatted for ages, so I think that's good. We'll be we'll be back before too long with some more uh, pontificating for you. But in the meantime, stay stay hydrated out there. Don't, just, you know, look after yourselves, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. bye.